Hi, this is Ann Robertson, the Executive Director of the Massachusetts Bible Society, and this is the Spirit Walker's Devotion for July 6, 2007. The passage comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 34. Jesus is speaking, and he says, Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Waiting for the painter to paint my house is rather like waiting for the return of our Lord, only a bit more expensive. He took my deposit and made very specific promises about when the project would be both started and completed, but those dates go by unnoticed. He did manage to wash the house, which took about 20 minutes over a week ago, and which I took as a sign that his promised return would be on schedule, and in honor of that I gave him his deposit, but alas, his charming face I have yet to see again. That experience, combined with the anticipation that comes from being in the Boston area when the Red Sox are winning, made me want to write about the only sports metaphor I've used in my ministry. My apologies to you who've heard this take before, as it's been in both conversations and sermons and all kinds of things. But as I'm sure we'll have more times of craziness when people are caught up in worrying about the end of the world, I think it bears repeating. In reading the passage from Matthew, it's clear that either there's still a very, very old eyewitness of Jesus' time on earth hanging around somewhere, or Jesus had his facts wrong. Since two verses later, Jesus admits that he doesn't actually know when it will happen, that not even the angels know, not the Son, but only the Father. He's either talking about something else entirely in verse 34, or he's making an educated guess. I think a case can be made for either one of those things, but since most folks assume he's talking about the end of the world and see that he appears to have been mistaken, I want to address that view. Most of the end of the world predictions I've heard seem to assume that God has the world set up rather like a game of football. The clock is ticking, and although when it says there's one minute on the clock, it still might take five or more minutes to get to the end in football, I call them football minutes, The results are still time-driven. When the buzzer sounds, it's over. The amount of time has been allotted ahead of the game, and the clock drives the outcome. That's what most people seem to think is the design of the world. God creates the world and starts the clock. Then it's our job to spread the word to as many people as we can before the Armageddon buzzer sounds. In that scenario, Jesus is simply way off the timetable. But suppose God is playing baseball and not football. I have it on the good authority of my late father that God does indeed favor the Red Sox. So we know that the great American pastime is of more than passing interest to the Almighty. The length of a baseball game is not clock-driven. It's driven by the ability of the players. You start with the general parameter of nine innings, and a sense that nine innings usually takes about three hours or so. But depending on how the players play, it could be 12 innings, or even 20, I suppose, if they have the stamina to keep a game tied that long. If there's an outside end of the number of innings in baseball, I'm not aware of it. On the other hand, if one player got a home run, and everybody else on both teams struck out, you could be home before you finished your popcorn. When you head out to the 1 p.m. game, you might say, Truly, I tell you, we'll all be home for supper. But that's just an educated guess with baseball. With some intense playing and a rain delay, 
It might be after dark. I think the coming of the kingdom of God in its fullness is like that. It's less like, ready or not, here I come, and more like a nail-biter that goes into extra innings. With all due respect to my Calvinist brothers and sisters, I don't think the hour was set beforehand with an unalterable script. I think God made the world, had the birds sing the anthem of the earth, and then said, play ball. Jesus comes into this passage in Matthew pretty depressed. He has wept over Jerusalem. He's blasted the scribes and the Pharisees for keeping people away from God. And he's just a few days away from his death. Maybe the forces of evil seemed so strong right then, and his disciples so dense, that he figured the game couldn't possibly go on past the current generation. But God looked deep into the bullpen and brought the Holy Spirit to the mound, and the players were inspired. The demoralized gained new strength, and still the game goes on. Of course, life is not just a game. But perhaps the games we play can give us some insight, even if only through a glass, darkly. Will you pray with me? God of all, may our performance on the field make you proud. Amen. Thanks for subscribing to Spirit Walkers. Please be sure to come and visit my website at www.annrobertson.com and feel free to drop me an email at ann, A-N-N-E, at annrobertson.com. I'd love to know you're out there. Take care and have a good week.